Boogie Down with reformed double girl Chase Masterson as she takes you inside Discovery every week on the all-new Star Trek podcast, Disco Nights. From the producers of Inglorious Trexperts, wherever you listen to the 430 movie. And keep looking at the stars. Like movies, you'll love Inglorious Trexperts, the new Star Trek podcast from the creators of the 430 movie. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Back in the 70s and 80s, before the advent of VHS, chances are, if you saw a classic movie, it was on the 430 movie. With their famous theme weeks, it was a chance to see movies you never saw before and get reacquainted with some old classics. Now, join us for the 430 movie. Hello, I'm Mark A. Altman, and welcome to high school week. Oh, God, we're going back to high school. I had this dream that we did this podcast, and I was naked. What does that mean? (laughs) Shit, we're on video, so that's nothing good. (laughs) Well, there you have it. As usual, we have our expert band of programmers here to curate a great week of classic movies for you. The usual, the usual gang of idiots, as they used to say uh, on Mad Magazine. (laughs) And they include Stephen Melching. Present. Darren Dockerman. Here. And Ashley E. Miller. Sphinger says what? <laughs> so, guys, i got to ask you, um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to do high school movies this week, which is going to be fun. Um, what is a high school character that you identify with? Like a, high, a character from a high school movie that you most identify with. Why would we identify with high school characters? When, when we were in high school, we identified with older characters and... Uh, I don't think anyone would want to identify with a high school character. No, you don't think you had a little Anthony Michael Hall on you from The Breakfast Club? I certainly like not. not. A little Judd Nelson? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no. It, it's interesting. Um, you know, we'll probably bring up The Breakfast Club later, I'm sure. Uh, but I didn't identify with any of those people because I, I, I wasn't as geeky as the geeks and I wasn't as cool as the cool kids. I was somewhere in between. You were a hybrid. You were right down the middle. I was, I was strange... In any group. You were Spock. No, no, no. Blowing, I wasn't no, Spock. nowhere. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, well anyone else? What were, your, uh, what were your clicks in school? What were your what were your interests? I was a band what, geek. What are your what are your interests? Um I yeah, I was a band geek, I was a speech team geek, I was uh, sometimes uh, uh, drama geek. Um yeah, I did some drama as well. But I, I you know, and sometimes I was a, a a learning geek, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, look, I, I tried to I tried to get along in all the sort of uh, various groups, and I I think I did to some extent. But um, yeah, I didn't have the uh, I didn't have the sort of pigeonholing that I guess other people did in high school. I sort of was all over the place. My my love of uh, of movies was really nurtured in high school because I had an English class where they would show movies on uh, 16 millimeter and I first saw Citizen Kane mm-hmm. and Bonnie and Clyde Grapes of Wrath not one of my favorites but I do love John Ford and uh, you know we'd see those in, in high school but um, more so than that uh, we used to do this thing they had a thing called Opta which was basically lunch you know or like you would have off so uh, and in our school for security reasons or whatever um, the doors were locked so you weren't allowed to, to leave school right, premises right closed campus well Somehow, and I'm not going to belabor the story. I got to hold the keys. And so, um, we, me and a friend of mine at the time, he lived across the street. So we would sneak out in the middle of school. We he just got an HBO, 
and his housekeeper would prepare chocolate chip cookies for us. We'd arrive with a plate of warm chocolate chip cookies and watch whatever was on HBO for an hour or two and That's then come back. Wow. And I would use the keys to uh, open the um, open the school back up and we would come back in. That's interesting. Because of my activities with the band, I had to get in and out of various uh, rooms for like the auditorium and things like that. That was normally... a perfect cover for your career as a hitman. Well, let me just say that I had a key too to my really? high school. <laughs> it was called the twenty key, and it would open anything. Yeah, me too. I had the master key yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously, we were trusted enough to be given this. Well, I wasn't given it. <laughs> oh, you weren't. You acquired it. <laughs> but Tell I, me more fact, of this I situation. I almost didn't graduate <laughs> because I, I, I had a falling out with a friend. And so they ratted me out to the principal and told the principal that I had the master key Mm. and they weren't going to let me graduate. But the thing was, I had had this guy as an AP history teacher, the principal, (laughs) and he loved, he like thought I was awesome. So he was like, well, this is really disquieting and disturbing and everything, but we're going to let you graduate and just don't let it happen again. Don't let it happen again. I'm graduating. And and, and, uh, so I sort of got away with it. But... um, But by the skin of my teeth, I was lucky that uh, that he liked me because uh, I was going to be in for a great deal of trouble for having this uh, master key yeah. to the school, which, of course, I never used to break in or yeah, do anything not. terrible. I just not. used it to go watch HBO, right. which is where I got to watch, <laughs> like, you know, a lot of these movies we're going to talk about uh, of the era, um, you know, on HBO. And if it was a really good movie, we might miss a class or two to right. finish the movie. And if it was bad, we'd get back in time for math. Um, that is incredible. Steve, you, you and your family were bouncing around all the day. Did you, did you have a four consecutive years of high school? Yes, thankfully I did. It worked out that I did all three years of junior high or middle school in one place and mm-hmm. all four years of high school ah, in one place. It worked out. Um, yeah, I was up in the mountains of Colorado for my high school. Did you have any school. secret keys? No, but my <laughs> teachers, you know, I was such a goody two-shoes that they would kind of let me come and go at will. I had a teacher that said I was doing independent study. And he said, yeah, if you want to just go into town and write in the donut shop, Go ahead. Just, yeah, like, okay. I, well, but just it was a small town. There was <laughs> the seat was, you should be at is it, it was a it was a phenomenal donut shop called the Donut Mill in uh, Woodland Park, Colorado. It's still there. They make their fresh donuts every day. The old donut he donut took my fixture. cookies and raised them by one. <laughs> now he has the donuts. You know, I I I went to Edward R. Murrow, um, which was um, obviously named after the great broadcaster. Um, and uh, the man who was partially responsible for the end of the blacklist. High school, it, you are there. It was a <laughs> it was a communications uh, specialty, so it oh. a- emphasized uh, film and television, uh, and it was great. It was an absolutely uh, great school, um, and and it was it definitely introduced me. I mean, I had a filmmaking class, and I remember. Uh, you know, at graduation, you know, they gave out a lot of certificates and, and special awards. And I, at the filmmaking teacher, this guy, Mr. Lackey, I didn't get a freaking um, uh, certificate. I'm like, what the? It's like, and of course, I'm the only one other than Darren Aronofsky who's working in the film business. <laughs> uh, but I was like, what the? F-? <laughs> it's like, well, when you get your Emmy, I want to dedicate this to Mr. Lackey. That's right. Yeah, he, he you, buddy. Oh my God, he was like Dennis Franz's the guy. Appropriately he, named Mr. Lackey. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, that was when I was in my Brian De Palma movie, and everything on Super Eight I was making was like some Brian De Palma movie. Lots of blood, lots of 
killing and cool stuff and really awesome camera angles. I'm um, so jealous you got to do that in high school. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, me too. No, it was, it was, it was, I, was, I was lucky. It was a great, you know, I mean, the thing was it wasn't my zoned high school, so every day I was lucky enough to have uh, either, you know, the carpool would drop me out, but I'd take the bus home every day. So it was always a production. But one of the things I would do every Monday when the new issue of Variety came out I would go to the newsstand and buy Variety and read it on the bus in high wow. school. And you must have been oh insufferable. <laughs> wow. And it was funny because, you know, when the can issue came out, it was like 500 pages. Issue. And it would have all the ads for these terrible movies, wow. most of which were never made. But, I, right. you know, Canon Films would do like 40 pages. And half That's of hilarious. those were made and half of them were never made. But <laughs> I remember those issues. And it was just the greatest. It's like, this is why I, I had such an affinity for print my whole life. And, you know, why the, the web doesn't quite have the same appeal to me. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was great. It was great. <laughs> what about you, Mr. Miller? Um, so my high school experience was a little different than most. I um, was in the first graduating class of Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, which is now the number one public high school in the country. Wow. Um, well, check out was, the big brains on Brad. After, <laughs> I know, right? It was after, a magnet school after you for left. super nerds. <laughs> after you left. After I left. Yeah. <laughs> um, it Thomas was, Jefferson uh, Hooker. Yeah, totally. We uh, we had to. Um, Basically, we supplanted, we displaced the high school that had been there, um, and uh, the uh, the class that, that was, right was Alexander Hamilton High School that was displaced <laughs> by Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, pretty much. It was Aaron Burr High School, really. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I was basically surrounded by Anthony Michael Hall, and uh, it, that was. I went to the Anthony Michael Hall school of being fucking Anthony Michael Hall, um, and everybody was Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, and I, actually, though, I did my my area of interest was actually in in TV production. We had this great um, television production facility and all this what? other shit. Like, hey, yeah, I know. Oh my nice. god, yeah, we had that too. And I, I just I loved all of that stuff. But uh, it was it was definitely an experience. Um, I met a lot of very interesting. People, uh, I you know, I it was amazing. We actually had a football team. Yet somehow we did, um, but it was not. You know, my high school experience was not something that I've ever seen on film. It, mine was more like it's like something out of like Dexter's Lab or something. Well, you know, it's your job to put it on film now. Well, yeah, it, it really is. Um, it, it really is. I mean, for me, I think the uh, the character I probably most identified with believe it or not, was Marty McFly. Because at least, you know, there were a couple of Doc Browns in my life. Um, oh, none of funny. whom... <laughs> Marty McFly. See, I would say Ferris Bueller. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, the truth yeah, is, yeah. I did a couple of Pharisee things, like... Pharisee. Yeah, Pharisee things. <laughs> the Ferris, there was a Ferris wheel that I... Um, <laughs> you know, I remember one day... George Ferris? We, the, we didn't need a key to escape because there was just there was almost no discipline because they figured oh you're the good kids you'll be fine meanwhile i'm <laughs> sitting yeah. i'm sitting in class like history class and one of my buddies leans over he says hey man you want to go to 711 and get some slurpees and i'm like yeah sure we can go after school he's like no no I mean now. <laughs> so we get up. Class is happening. We, get up. we walk out. We drive to 7-Eleven. We get Slurpees. We come back, Slurpees in hand, go to the principal's office. We go to the principal's office. We go to see the principal's secretary. We ask for hall passes, which she gives us. While we you're go, holding Slurpees. While we're holding Slurpees, we go back up to the class. We walk in. Our teacher looks at us. Do you have a pass? We hand her our Why, valid yes, hall pass. Why, yes, we do. We sit down with our Slurpees. 
<laughs> Until the end of class. That's hysterical. You're lucky your teacher wasn't Ray God, I, I didn't have that. <laughs> she hated my guts. I didn't have that experience until college. I was literally in this boring-ass Psych 101 class, and I turned, it was freshman year, I didn't know anybody, turned to the girl next to me, I said, you want to go see a movie? <laughs> and she like, when? I said, now. And we got up, and we went on the train, and we went to see Terror in the Isles, which oh, was this awesome, awful compilation yeah. of horror movie things. Was like, Gilda Radner in that? No, that's another one. No, but it had a bunch of hosts. Right. And, and, and it was just awful. It was just clips from horror movies. Yeah. But it was like the only thing that was like playing, and it was oh. terrible. One, yeah. one of, I think one of my only interfaces with the principal in my high school came when uh, – I was my school started doing this thing called the very important student via like basically student of the month and I was selected student of the month one one month and they put my you know they do like a Xerox with a photo of of the students that were chosen and my, it's just like painting a target on your right. forehead it's like, oh. just like give you a T-shirt <laughs> yeah. that says please kick my ass on it my, my well my best friend Dave McDermott who is still one of my closest friends in the world known him since high school. Um, Drew a big old mustache, like a big, <laughs> uh, long, thin, like Handle Salvador Dali yeah. handlebar mustache on my picture. And the principal saw it and took it down <laughs> and call, found out that it was Dave that did it. And, and I, I guess I found out Dave told me he was getting busted for it, and they called me in. And I so wanted to get a fake mustache and put it on and walk in. Hey, what's the problem? That's so funny. Well, you know what, Steve? You're still student of the month here at the 430 movie because if anyone does his homework and comes prepared, it is you. And so it's only appropriate that Monday, oh God, high school Monday movie. morning. We got to get up. Back at school. And, and Monday is a brutal day. Ugh. Pop quiz, hotshot. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, you know, as I was kind of saying, I had a sort of a very quintessential '80s white suburban high school experience. The John Hughes movies might have as well been a documentaries about my high school experiences. I was usually the same age as the characters when they came out, whether it's Sixteen Candles or Breakfast Club or Ferris Bueller or even you know uh, uh, Back to the Future. I was the same age as these characters. I was going to these same kinds of schools. Um, I knew all those archetypes that were in those films, and, and perhaps we'll talk about some of them. I was not going to choose any of those for my, my choice. It was a tough call, though. Uh, I wanted to uh, select a movie from 1986 called Lucas. Oh, that's so good. Uh, it was directed by, by... George Lucas. Yeah, by George, yes. yes. Uh, directed by David Seltzer, uh, who, interestingly, had written the Omen films mm -hmm. prior to that, mm -hmm. but this is like nothing like that. Um, it starred one of the Corys, Corey Haim. Uh, it also starred Charlie Sheen in one of his early film roles. Uh, it marked Winona Ryder's film debut, um, also had Courtney Thorne Smith, who went on to do a Melrose lot of television, Place. Melrose Place. Yeah. Yeah. It's sumptuous. Uh, it was one of <laughs> sumptuous. Indeed, she was. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I had such a crush on her. Uh, Jeremy Piven was in it, playing a jock. I know that's a stretch. <laughs> yeah, typecasting, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Carrie Green was the sort of female lead. She was uh, next seen oh, in yeah. The Goonies. Hmm. Um, and it's this wonderful high school, quintessential, well, I just use that word, but, you know, it's a great high school story that I think a lot of people can relate to mm. about this oddball sort of outcast kid who sees the new girl, uh, Carrie Green, moving into town, is instantly smitten with her, right. develops a re relationship with her, and then realizes that as soon as school starts back up for the fall, 
the friendship is doomed, <laughs> that he's going to be, you know, marginalized. She's going to become a popular girl. Right. Um, he really tries to keep up this relationship. He's got this interesting relationship with Charlie Sheen, who's the captain of the football team. Um, he's he sort of both looks out for him and looks the other way as the other uh, kids bully him. Um, and it's just a really heartwarming sort of sad story about this this kid Lucas who's desperate to hold on to this 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 romance that he wishes he had with this new girl and doesn't understand why they can't be more than friends mm. and it's really I think it's a place we've all been in at, at, at one point in our lives and it's done I think just very uh, you know very tenderly it's a great story of first love and and embarrassment and bullying and humiliation and and all that sort of stuff i love that movie man um it is it really is a beautiful little film um and i think it perfectly captures uh, that experience and the experience of um being an adolescent who is you know caught between childhood and truly young adulthood, like really sort of the worst time in someone's life. It's like, um, you know, being being aware of adult concerns, but only being equipped with the um, processing capability of a child. Mm -hmm. And everything changes so quickly at that time. And it changes at different rates for different people. And nothing makes sense to anyone. Um, and what I love about Lucas is it, how it really is this movie about this 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 child who is who is trying to make sense from senselessness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, Corey Haim is just he's awesome in it. Uh, you know, Carrie Green is just incredibly charismatic. It's you know she's she's great. There, it's she's, so well she's, cast. She's very cute. She's very. Um... Empathetic yes. towards him, you she never doesn't feel treat like... him like. Yeah, it's a very mature approach to the material. I think like none of the characters are, none of the main characters are really, you know, one note archetypes. That's right. Um, even Charlie Sheen as the captain of the football team, he's got his soft side. He's got you see different dimensions to these characters. Uh, I think is wonderful, and and it, it's so hard to watch poor Lucas, you know, who's from a poor family, and he's trying to pretend to be from a wealthy family in order to impress people right. and not be ashamed or embarrassed, and you know, it's it's really wonderful. Well, I have to say, uh, this is the first time in the history of this podcast that someone has mentioned a movie I have not seen. Wow, wow. Oh my God. So, oh, cool treat. Yeah, this it is, is the, available on Blu-ray. This is the uh, well, I've, I've finally been stumped. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Lucas, and um, but based on uh, everything you guys have said, I will absolutely uh, um, watch it Roger as part Ebert of high school gave week. It four stars or three and a half stars. Roger, oh. I, I think I saw it because of Roger Ebert gave it. Mm-hmm. Such what a did Gene Siskel get? It? I'm more interested. In well, that. you know, he's, I he more found myself aligned with Gene Siskel than Roger Ebert. Okay. Lucas for Monday, Darren Document, Tuesday. Well, uh, Steve, you mentioned the uh, oeuvre of uh, John Hughes. and the uh, oeuvre. Yes. That's what I said. Oeuvre. That's what I said. Oeuvre de right. John Hughes. All right. Oeuvre du... The oeuvre. Hugus. The, the films of, of John Hughes. The, the egg of John Hughes. The egg. Um, Mork. Ovaries of John Hughes. John Hughes movies, uh, especially the early ones... Um, 
really uh, related to me because I was in the same uh, high school group that uh, played against those that high school that was in John Hughes movies. Um, it had a different name. It was Maine East, but uh, he calls it Shermer because it's on Shermer Road. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, so you're saying you went to school in the area where, I, yeah, the, where was, they were filmed and yeah, took place. I, I was I was there. I was amongst it. And uh, the, my pick for for Tuesday is uh, the ultimate realization I think of these ideas, uh, which is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because it was shot during my senior year, uh-huh. and it happened in these, uh, you know, in this high school that I had been in, and uh, we had visited it for uh, uh, speech team events and all that sort of thing, and uh, and they were in the same conference that the football teams played against and all that. But I could have cared less for uh, any of that. But um, so it directly related to my memories of going to high school in that same area. So. Uh, you know, even though some bits of it were filmed in Los Angeles, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but the thing is that I mean, it's it takes place in a high school, but it's not about high school. It's about it's about the act of uh, of uh, becoming an adult, and I think that's what high school is for. Ostens- Although the ostensibly. high school scenes are some of the funniest stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeffrey yeah. Jones getting the the call from absolutely. Ferris. And 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 of ben course Stein. Edie and Ben Stein teaching oh, the nine times right. and uh, so the, there's some just great high school stuff in that. A- absolutely, and and they're iconic scenes. Uh, but you know all the you know all the students there look like they want to be somewhere else <laughs> all the time. <laughs> they which is, look like high school students. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah, they yeah. actually were high yeah. school students. <laughs> and it's just it's just it's so wonderful. I mean, you know, Ferris Bueller is this uh, amalgam of so many. Uh, people that don't exist. You know, he's this the the perfect guy who gets away with everything. He's and he one... has Mia Sarah as his girlfriend. Oh my god! Right. He's oh, the, he is yeah. the guy you wanted to be. Sure. So badly. He was but, so smart. He's but you're popular. probably Alan Ruck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I was Alan Ruck, but without a car of my own. Yeah. So uh, you know, at it, least it, you've got a car. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it, it's it's just so great, and you know, seeing Chicago in that time period uh, mm-hmm. really brings back memories for me specifically but uh, i mean i never you know went in any parades or anything but uh it's it's just it just so represents that time in my life because there it is and i love all the performances i love all the secondary performances even by you know like the uh, the valet car guy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. is is so great what country ride, do man. you think this is <laughs> <laughs> it's just so it's just so great um, Maitre D at the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. it's just so fun. Abe and Froman, the sausage, <laughs> the sausage king of Chicago. King of Chicago. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it's so many iconic, and you know, it's not as real as the Breakfast Club is, but it's what we had hoped would be. It's more aspirational. It's very Absolutely. idealized. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why. That's what makes, that's it, why makes it kind of timeless it. in a way. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, I, it's funny because uh, we I took my kids and uh, my family to go see it recently uh, over the summer. They did an outdoor. They do a lot of the outdoor screenings 
and I was curious. We took them to see uh, Ferris Bueller, and they loved it. They just mm -hmm. thought it was, because, of course, you're so used to being told to follow the rules and do what's expected of you to see this character who's just not going to follow any of the rules, and there's no repercussions. You right. know, they, they, he gets away with everything. Well, you know, not and for then him. at the end, there's no repercussions for him. Yeah, Jennifer right. <laughs> Grey, you know, covers for him, his sister, right. who has it out from the whole movie. You know, there's that great scene where you know uh, Charlie Sheen befriends her at the cop station, and then ultimately <laughs> she. Um, uh, she vouches for Ferris at the right. very end. Charlie Sheen playing um, himself. But, you know, right. you see a little Home Alone with the Jeffrey, you know, Jeffrey Jones character. And it's funny because a lot of the other John Hughes movies are a lot more grounded. She's having yeah, a baby and, absolutely. And, 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 and Breakfast Club. This is a little larger than life. I mean, because he it does become Bugs Bunny and Wiley Coyote. Um, it takes uh, those ideas and brings it into yeah. a fantastical well, world. Well, when he's at the ball game and catches the right. foul ball and, right. and Jeffrey Jones just misses Sees him on, the him on TV, television, yeah. you know. It's, yeah. I also love the way that movie breaks the fourth wall. Sure. You know, the end when he turns to the audience and says, you know, don't you have anything better to do? Why don't you go home? I'm just like the first of those kind of, which are now sort of de rigueur. And even when he's talking to the audience throughout right. the movie, it's just well, great. It's, yeah, right off the bat. It's yeah. like the, three ways the list to get of how to, to trick your parents. Into yeah, yeah. saying you're sick. <laughs> it's great. And, I mean, and and it's got a great emotional story yes. with Cameron, too. The Absolutely. relationship with his father mm -hmm. that is never seen on screen. It's only talked about. Right. But it is so, I mean, it's it's terrific. Well, I mean, it's so cathartic for him to. Yeah. 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 I guess, you know, it, but I, I love the fact that, that the Ferrari gets wrecked at the end. And it's basically just, it, it's the whole lesson of the movie summed up in, in that moment. You know, I guess you're just going to have to have this conversation with your dad, right. man, um, that it's, oh, you're still, in spite of all of the, the fantasy of, of what happened on that day, you know, in spite of thinking that you can just make it all disappear by running uh, the odometer back and, and all of that, there is still ultimately has to be this collision with reality. Right. But today, for this day, like we've had this and having this is what makes that collision with reality okay. Right. We ate pancreas. <laughs> and I have to say, as great as Alan Ruck is in Ferris Bueller, he's that bad in Star Trek Generations. He's that dreadfully miscast as a starship captain uh, in um, in Generations. As Surely we wonderful. can have one podcast without mentioning Star Trek. No, maybe Apparently not. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's something you aspire for. You know, by the way, we never talked about Touch of Evil when we did Gangster Week. How okay. is that related to Star Trek? It's not. I'm just looking down at my notes. Uh, okay, <laughs> Ashley. Um... Okay, so look, man. What part of the box are you in today? I could... <laughs> Here's the thing. This is such a big box. What's in the box? <laughs> it's Gwyneth Paltrow's head. That's where I am. High school is such a fertile ground for movie storytelling. There are just dozens of terrific I, I would not even movies. know where to be. I mean, you could go like, well, you know, American Graffiti, but not going to go there. Because um, none of us can relate to the not, not at, at all. Point, no. Yeah. Porky's, which, by the way, right. completely underrated film well, that like has a reputation for being a this sort of big sort of sex comedy, but it's a lot more than that. It's just a really fascinating film. Um, and then on the wacky side, you could talk about stuff like Better Off Dead, mm -hmm. right? Um, I mean, I, I love all of those things. There's so many films that speak well, to me. Well, it's so interesting because every, it, the only thing people really remember about Porky's anymore is the shower scene because it's on the one it's on the one sheet. Right. You know, them spying on the girls in the shower, which was sort of a staple of eighties cinema and now has become sort of um it's interesting because obviously that was such a big part of eighties teen culture. You know, and now looking at it through the lens of today, it's kind of offensive, you know, it's kind <laughs> yes. of you know you could say uh, that. But, yeah. you but know, the movie wasn't just that. Right. The movie what the movie really was was um 
just this whole first of all this whole meditation on um on again what it's like to to be an adolescent but it dealt with um child abuse like you know physical domestic abuse it dealt um with bigotry uh it i mean all of those things uh, were very present in that film that were generally dealt with in a very honest way i mean again i i love that movie i could talk about it all day um mm. but i think you know i don't know that i could let this podcast and high school movies at least the first one because I'm sure we'll have we'll have more. Could go by. Oh, by the way, weird science. Love it. Uh, I could not <laughs> let this podcast go by without bringing up um, a, a movie that I think is it. It sort of stands alone and it stands apart. We will never ever see its like again. I cannot imagine a studio ever greenlighting a movie um, like this ever again. Oh, um, I can't wait to hear what this is. It uh, it. It stars, you know, one of my my favorite young male leads from the '80s and '90s, Christian Slater, mm. um, and also features yeah. the lovely and talented Winona Ryder yeah. in yeah. the absolutely goddamn amazing Heather's, mm -hmm. um, which is this morality play. It's it's a western. I mean, which even yeah. in, in a sense becomes explicit at the end when you know, there's a new sheriff in town. Um, and you know, if you haven't seen seen Heather's, you just need to find it and you need to to watch it because it's it's amazing. Michael Lehman um, directed it. It was a, a Dan went Warner on script, to do Hudson Hawk, which and by the way I also love. But like, it's a completely different kind of film. Um, very obviously, a very and different Daniel kind War of film. Is so amazing. Oh, so script. amazing. It's such a great script. It is so witty. Um, it is so unrelentingly dark mm -hmm. but it is never dour it is never grim yeah. um and it is really about Winona Ryder you know finding her power you know at first she thinks she's going to find her power by being like one of the one of the heathers one of the cool girls and then she thinks <laughs> she's going to find her power over the heathers by you know teaming up with JD played by Christian Slater but all of that stuff turns to shit until finally, you know, by the end of this movie, she realizes that the only way to claim her own power is just to claim it. And she realizes, you know, what she needs is cool guys like JD out of her life. Um, and it ends, I mean, look, the movie would never get made today because of, um, you know, the, the violence in schools yeah, and like the third act with like setting the bomb. And all. Yeah, yeah. But it is, it is so brilliant. Um, and it is, it's never dull and it has something to say. Uh, Christian Slater is just absolutely great in this film. So is Winona Ryder. He uh, owned the eighties. Totally did. You know, it's, I mean, it's the, the politics of high school done uh, such, so sharply and so, you know, you just raise the stakes and everything. They're just, it's very real. It's its exaggerated, but it's right. All the politics are very uh, relatable. And, you know, I should probably just you know, sketch out what the hell the, the story was, which is, uh, and at least what, what Christian Slater was playing. The idea is that Winona Ryder um, is one of those people we were talking about, kind of where we fit in the social mm -hmm. strata. And, and Winona Ryder was someone who fit, her character fit um, kind of almost nowhere. And wanted to find a, a place, and just as she thinks her world is sort of starting to to make sense, JD Christian Slater rides in, and he's like the cool kid, you know. He's like the new kid who sort of comes to school, and he doesn't like he's not a part of anything. He like wears a leather jacket, and he's awesome, and he 
brings a gigantic gun to school. And like <laughs> he like he has this amazing scene where he's, you know, he's telling off the bullies basically by by sticking a gun in their face, which you could never do today. Um, but essentially, J.D. convinces uh, Winona Ryder's character after an accidental death um, that they can essentially change the landscape of the cultural politics at their high school by killing off the popular kids one by one. Yeah. Um, and Winona Ryder buys into it until she realizes that um, the game is sort of much deeper and, and much darker uh, than, than she truly understands it to be and that JD is quite obviously a psychopath who is incapable of, of loving her. And it's just, it's an awesome film. Yeah, it's a great choice. It's there a great we choice. We've had some really interesting choices so far, and I think that um, uh, the problem is there's still some of uh, these legendary high school films we haven't even touched on. Oh, my God. You know, like what, The Blackboard Jungle. Be... Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, was sort of the seminal teen delinquency movie of the 50s uh, with Glenn Ford. I don't personally love The the, the Blackboard Jungle, but I, I thought it's worth mentioning. Um so we come to me on well, Thursday. Well, there's an interesting distinction we could make, whether are we talking about films, and I think we have so far, that largely take place in high school and are about the high school experience, or are they more about the teenage right. coming of age where high school isn't really a part of it? Well, that will affect my pick because, um, uh, you know, I'm, re I'm sort of wrestling because, again, there's an abundance of riches here. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I certainly thought about uh, Cameron Crowe's Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which yeah. I love, and it's extremely literate. And what, what is nice is a lot of these movies, particularly the John Hughes movies, have been through the lens of the male gaze, the male perspective. And what Fast Times did is it was uh, smart and incisive in dealing with sort of the female perspective mm -hmm. um, in the case of Jennifer Jason Leigh and their characters as it is, um, you know, sort of... Uh, through the male perspective, but I'm not going to pick Fast Times as much as I love uh, Sean Penn in that. Obviously, if he be Cates, uh, uh, Judge Reinhold, um, uh, Ray Walston, uh, commonly known as Henry Fonda, to you, um, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, I, and and uh, you know, I do, I do love Fast. And a lot of it has to do with the fact it's directed by Amy Heckerling, mm -hmm. a female director who, who's just uh, wonderful. Um, and I, I do adore that movie, but it didn't have the kind of impact for me. And possibly because I didn't see it in a theater. I saw it on VHS for the first time. Um, uh, and I did toy, but I think it's a little too outside the box for us. It's one of my, another of one of my favorite, favorite recent movies, um, Ryan Johnson's Brick. Brick. Oh, which my God, is a so good. Film noir set in high school. He made it for like 12 cents. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt basically plays a Bogart-like detective who investigates the disappearance of uh, an ex-girlfriend in, in high school. Uh, I can't say enough good things about this movie. You know, it is a great film noir. It's a great neo-noir. It's a great high school movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, I would say rush out and go see it. Um, uh, I just, I, I adore Brick, but I, I feel like for a high school movie, we need to go with something more iconic. And for me, there's no more, uh, more film that I, 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 when I think of high school movies, it's funny, I don't think of Breakfast Club even though it's a, it's great, probably because I saw Breakfast Club in college. Mm. Um, uh, there's a high school movie I saw in high school 
that to this day I adore. And I, I just saw that it was a 6.8 <laughs> on IMDb, which I don't think uh, 6.8 gives it uh, does well, justice to uh, destroy to Tokyo. this film that I'm about to um, to nominate. So for Thursday, my choice, and it, it's really far and away easily my choice uh, even though I've talked about all these far and films. away isn't a high school movie <laughs> no it's a movie about the although Irish. it did star the same actor oh, so uh, I am nominating I Tom Cruise uh-huh. in Legend. Risky Business there you go and oh, I love that movie. adore this movie it, it, it's a fascinating movie because Paul Brickman mm-hmm. did this film it was his first film and uh it, at the time, it was it was for a high school movie. Were often dismissed by the critics. This was critically acclaimed. It's always the Woody Allen connection and, with you. And what? There's a connection really? between Paul Brickman and Woody Allen. No, you're thinking Marshall Brickman. Yes, Marshall. Marshall. Marshall, Marshall. You're right. Yeah. So there's no it's Woody like Allen Gary, connection. Wow. So so Ray Wise, other fact that they both have the same last name Brickman. <laughs> yeah. But, um, how many Brickmans do you know? But but <laughs> but um, it's a terrible superhero. Uh, he name. then went on did a picture uh, called. Uh, uh, he did one other picture, Men Can't Leave, and then disappeared from the business. Uh, uh, really fascinating, kind of the Terrence Malick of high school movies. <laughs> um, and I just think Risky Business. Is is I mean it was the height of '80s style uh, again rife with quotable dialogue uh, throughout. It has the iconic scene of um, uh, uh, Tom Cruise dancing to uh, Bob Seger right. uh, in in his, his living room when his parents go away and you know his parents leave him alone and say uh, you know uh, you know Joel uh, we'll be back in two days. Harvard you know. can use a man like Joel. Yeah. And 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 and, and uh, ah, thank you, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marshall Brickman went and, there, and, yeah. and he basically, <laughs> he 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 basically is left alone and, and throws this enormous party. The house, um, and 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 he meets you know this woman played by the luminous Rebecca De Mornay, yeah. who is a lady of the evening, uh, an escort. Um, and then okay. Guido, the killer pimp, comes played by Joey Pants. Joey Pants, Joey comes, comes after them. And uh, and then he basically has to buy back everything that uh, that's been stolen from the house, and in the process uh, manages to get into Princeton. Um, well, he made ten thousand dollars. <laughs> and, and the late Richard Masur is is so great uh, as the. Um, um, the rep from the rep from Princeton, from Princeton who's come to interview him in the midst of this bacchanalian party, um, and it's this great twist at the end when you find out that Joel has gotten into Princeton. Princeton can use a man like you, uh, and and this is after. And then the the, the mother finds the crack in the egg. You know, to me, you know, in high school, it just captures that kind of moment. Like your parents are away, you're left at home alone. You know, what are you gonna do? Um, and of course, you know he has this group of friends played by, um, uh, uh, the, you know, uh, Bronson Pinchot and Curtis Armstrong, and Curtis Armstrong, Armstrong who would later go on the moonlighting in the eighties. Uh, Fright he, night. And 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 no, he played Booger. Why did I say that? And and, and, and it's stupid. Right? It's another movie with a great scene of a car, expensive car being wrecked. You know, yeah. when Ferris Bueller, there's the dad's car once again. You know, the car in this movie is completely destroyed. Who's that the U boat commander? commander? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, it's just like rife with quotable dialogue. Tom Cruise at his charismatic best. Um, Rebecca Dornay is fantastic and beautifully shot. A great font. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I, I love the font in that movie, and of course, a the wonderful, was <laughs> a wonderful Tangerine Dream score, which I listen to all the time. Great, uh, great music. So I, I just, I love, 
uh, risky business. And uh, that's my pick for Thursday. I think that's an amazingly I, awesome I think pick. it's good, too. I think 6.8 does not even begin oh. to do it justice. Well, F- it just shows IMDb. the... It shows people the are ludicrousness dumb. of online. Totally. Well, here, totally. Here's my question. I've only seen that movie a couple of times, and I didn't see it until well into the 90s. So mm-hmm. I was a late, late comer to that party. Is he still in high school when the movie yes. takes place? Oh, yeah. Yes. He's, okay. he's, he's applying yeah. to college, okay. and he's stressing over that because Joel the whole Goodson. thing starts with him taking you know, this nightmare about having to take a test. And uh, and not having studied at all, and I mean, it deals with all the fears of being in high school, which is being unprepared for tests. You know, getting into a good college. You right. know, uh, you're dealing with your parents and your friends. I mean, to me, it's like such a great epitome of the whole high school phobias and fears and 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 the high school experience. I mean, apprehension I, about your future. And, and I know yeah. a lot of people when they think about high school movies, they you know they they immediately default to Breakfast Club. For me, I I think. A risky business. I really, I, I really do. I agree. I mean, the um, it's funny because I think risky business is in many ways about the same thing that Ferris Bueller's Day Off is about. Because the lesson at the end of um, risky business is indeed sometimes you just got to say what the fuck, <laughs> right? I mean, that's that he's told at the beginning of the movie and everything that he discovers and every bad thing that happens to him, um, you know, happens because. You know, he gets too wrapped around the axle about this thing or that thing. And it's not until he finally just says, what the? Because he has a stick up his ass. That's right. And this movie really validates the axiom. Sometimes you have to say, what the fuck? You know, I mean, it's absolutely true. The funny thing is, it basically takes place in the same neighborhood that Ferris Bueller does. Yeah, they yeah, might have yeah, gone yeah, to school yeah. together. It's yeah. like a high school cinematic yeah. universe. It's basically, yeah. what if Alan Ruck became Matthew Broderick? And. Alan Ruckman. I have to <laughs> say, Ruckman. Yeah. much like Heather's, this is another movie you could not make today. Yep. There is no way you could have, you know, a high school guy basically sets up a brothel in his own <laughs> home and basically gets all his friends laid, you know, and that's how he, he make, you know, makes his money and then strikes up a, a serious relationship with a call girl. Who's um, like, you know, who's completely uh, empowered and in command of her own, mm-hmm. you know, and several so, years his senior, and several years, yeah, and she's much older than him. She would be a mugshot today. Um, <laughs> yeah, because he's not even of age. I'm what he's 17, he's 17. in that movie. Yeah. So I, there's no way that movie gets made today. But it's it's it's. I think what we're learning is that the that the the teens are lame as shit. Well, you, you mean, know, mean the, the years. 80s were right. awesome. Yeah. It, 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 it's a fine <laughs> line we live in because. Outrage culture can get too outraged. And the thing is, there's some very important things that are happening right now in the culture that are completely legitimate, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and that, we, you know, we all need to be more aware of and, and more sensitive to. And um, that, um, uh, you know, I think that there, there's so much that is valid in what's going on with the social changes that are happening. But then there is also the people that, you know, did you, oh, do you disagree with me? Well, then, you know, it's which, which, <laughs> you and, know. And sometimes uh, you just have to say, what the fuck? Yeah. And uh, so it's a very fine line. And, you know, people right now, it, it's gotten to the point where, oh, if you disagree with me, then you're out, they're outraged and, and you can't have and a you debate. And you should be silenced. And you should, right, and yeah. you should be silenced. And that goes back to the Red Scare and that goes back to the fixie, mm-hmm. and that's very disturbing. But... Um, 
this decision, you know, but there's, then there's also so much that is completely valid and that well, and it's long, long overdue. And long overdue. And, and I think that's why there's a lot of, you know, a lot of pent up anger and, and frustration that's coming out that this stuff is finally the dam has burst and things are changing, I think, for a net positive. But um, and when you see you're not being respected as a gender or as a race or taken seriously or, you know, time and time again, you know, that that is a serious issue that needs, you know, to be addressed in our society. And, you know, uh, um, but th then there are also things, you know, where you know, certain kinds of art that shouldn't be, you know, it goes back to things like trying to, um, on campuses where they're saying you can't show certain kinds of movies, right. you know, yeah. or can't have certain kinds of comedians, you know, whereas, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, my old alma mater, I guess there was a Lenny Bruce play and there was outrage over, you know, because he, um, said things that, that aren't, you know, particularly, um, you know, acceptable in the, in these times. But, uh, you know, this idea that, that we shouldn't watch films like Intolerance or Birth of a Nation mm -hmm. or, or Gone with the Wind, you know, yes, we need to put these films in the context of the time they were made, but to, to treat it as though they, they didn't exist, you know, offends my sensibilities, you know, not as somebody who loves history and is interested in politics and interested in movies. So I think it's a very fine line. We have to be very, very, very careful. And on that note, so Friday. that was Thursday. <laughs> that was Thursday. It was a very big day, as it turns um, out. So, so Friday. Uh, what are some of the? You want to say weird science, huh? Boy, boy, oh boy. No, actually, I don't want to say weird science. I'm kidding. I actually love weird science, but I have a bunch of them here. But I'm just going to say my my favorite. Um, let me just go down the list a little bit. Uh, Rushmore. Yeah. Oh, I love Rushmore. Um, yeah. Election. Election. I election. Just... Which you know. I felt was a big omission when we did Hail to the Chiefs. Week. I do too. I think we, we just mentioned glossed it. Glossed over bit. it. We yeah. mentioned it very briefly, but we didn't yeah. talk about it. Well, because it doesn't Payne's... have a president in it. Yeah, but she's running for class president. Yeah, that's but right. that's not the same thing, Mark. <laughs> it's well, not one day the same today's thing. class president could be tomorrow's <laughs> president of the United well, States. If, if you're not that's... aware of this film, it's from 1992, directed yeah. by Alexander Payne, starring Matthew Broderick, and it's a terrific movie about a high school election. Right. And, and it's very funny. Also it's, with Matthew Broderick, yes. which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. And Alex, you know, Alexander Payne directed it, who's done some wonderful things like about Schmidt and and, um, and uh, the Descendants, and uh, well, maybe not Downsizing. Park Three. Um, <laughs> he wrote that. He did yeah. not direct it. That was Joe yeah. Johnston. But uh, yes, you're yeah. absolutely right. Um, also, one other uh, young Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> oh my God! But, but the my, first duty, the episode of Next Generation, yeah. where Wesley's in Starfleet Harry Academy. Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter is is oh, high school. Man. That's, um, that's but, funny. But that's... my my pick for uh, to put forth for Friday is say anything. Oh, oh okay. Great Cameron Crowe. Sure. Um, it takes place in their last year, uh, and uh, I think it uh, it has a lot of the you know the high school character tropes in it, but it's treated with a realism that I had never seen before, and it uh, it resonates a lot with me. Well, I, I think it's a great choice. I, I was a huge Ioni Sky fan in sure. the 80s, uh, and um, so still am. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, I loved her in the Rachel Papers, and obviously in Say Anything, mm -hmm. and of course John Mahoney. I think that's oh my a, God, he's incredible oh, in that movie. Yeah, he is yeah. absolutely incredible. And then again, a, a film uh, amazingly iconic: the boombox over his head mm -hmm. that's been parried uh, ad infinitum. Terrific and movie. The extremely underrated John Cusack, 
who is uh, amazing in this and uh, has an energy level that is unbelievable for this yeah. main character. He 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 doesn't he doesn't choose scenery, but he comes close. Well, it's funny you look at who who are the big '80s teen stars. You know, it was like Christian Slater and Anthony Michael Hall, and the other big teen was John Cusack was right. you know known for his. Uh, his high, high school. I love John Cusack. Like I could watch him. I mean, because by that logic, you know, Gross Point Blank is really high school, know, sure, high school reunion sure. kind of. But it's about kind of all of. It's really playing on our love of John Cusack and like right. these high school movies. Um, yeah, so that's, no, that's, that's my that's my pick. That's a great pick. Um, my pick would be Fame. I'm gonna. Uh, have I was thinking of that too, but uh, yeah. Set at the, uh, it's a very smart film directed by Alan Parker. Mm-hmm. Set uh, in New York's uh, high school of performing arts about struggling uh, high school students who want to make it in. Uh, uh, it's dark and 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 um, uh, very edgy and uh, probably a very different high school experience than we all had. Right. But um, it's a wonderful film and inspired um, uh, the TV series, which was also quite right. good. Um, and its soundtrack was constantly played on the buses going to speech uh, tournaments uh, <laughs> during my high school years. So I couldn't get away from it. It was it, it lived in my high school years. Yeah, um, I remember visiting Disneyland once in the '80s and waiting in line at uh, a Big Thunder Railroad, and when the ca- some of the cast of Fame got into the car ahead of us. Funny. Like, oh my God! They're there. Yeah, Debbie they're Allen is is terrific in it. All the people who play teachers in that movie. I watched it in a long time. Actually, I should watch that again. And it led to a really good show. Which, by the way, Ira Bear was a writer on it. Yeah, Ira I know. Bear, who was he on? What Star I Trek love about now. that is, you know, after it was on NBC, they did a first run syndication for a few years. So I think in its final season, they actually did a post apocalyptic episode of Fame, what? where it was like, yeah. I mean, because they could basically do anything. And Ira Bear wrote the post-apocalyptic episode of Fame. I think it took a place, you know, it was a dream sequence or something, but it took place after the apocalypse and wow. fame, you know, the high school. And it turns out they all did live forever. <laughs> <laughs> other uh, other times I would revisit Fast Times at Richmond High. Sure. Um, uh, we didn't talk about The Breakfast Club at well, all. Club well, well, we did a little bit, yeah. but, uh, you know, I think it's too obvious to put in it. For, for me, a more recent... Uh, entry kind of in the high school movie sweepstakes that actually spoke to me quite a lot as I I I felt like I understood what it was like to, to be these guys um, and whereas perhaps say anything um, was a uh, was sort of a, a realistic look at being in high school this is sort of a naturalistic look at being in high school um, or even sort of a naturalistic look at, at risky business super bad Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Greg Mottola directed this. It's Jonah Hill. It's Michael Sarah. Um, it's like those kids feel like real kids. Yeah. Um, the way that they deal well, with Chris like, from Mince Plus. Oh, he's so mm. good. I mean, it all sort of feels like, even though it's heightened, it all feels like things that could happen and did happen. And and for me, like the the Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah relationship yes. felt like my relationship with like my best friend in high school because we were just that stupid. You know, if like if you ever want to see a movie that's about the stupidity of being in high school, Super Bad is your yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Super Bad's mm. a great choice, and 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 I'm sure you know the younger younger you know a more recent iteration of the high school experience. Right. Um, so that's that's to a me, really good choice. You know, I'm going to sound like the old guy with you know kids on his front lawn, but to me that marked a delineation between uh, good 
movies and bad movies. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I love Superman. I, I would throw out, I mentioned Brick, but also uh, Tim Hunter's The River's Edge with yeah, I Ione sure. Sky yeah, sure. and Keanu Reeves when they find a, uh, a dead body along the river uh, and have to decide. Well, speaking well, of that, Mark, I'm shocked that you didn't mention Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me. <laughs> wow, Steve. How right. interesting. I thought you were going to go out to Keanu Reeves and say Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I was going to say that for time yeah. travel. Oh, well, okay, cool. Um, you know, we, there was a couple of older films that uh, maybe we should mention. Rebel Without a Cause. Oh, that's sure. a great, great uh, idea. The Last Picture Show. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, although I think of both of those as more about sort of teenage alienation rather right. than I, high I, school experience. That's Teenage Alienation Week. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Dead Poet Society. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, uh, Clueless. See, I think. Yeah, Grease. Oh, Grease, Grease is yeah. the word. And I'll tell and you, that was the first movie the I ever saw about the high school experience. I was 10 years old when it came out, and it scared the hell out of me. Like, I, I thought, don't ever want to go to high school. Oh, my God. I thought, I'm going right. to be in high school in like four years. And or everybody's going to break into song. They're going to eat me alive. Yeah. I mean, those. The or they'll be hopelessly so devoted to you. <laughs> yeah, it was like. That was a, to a kid. That was scary to think that's what high school is going to be. I mean, those, it didn't scare me because I yeah, because the actors all were all look you know incredible. I'm like, am I going to? Is that what it's going to be? Look they like all looked like they were in grumpy old men, and yeah. they were in Greece. Yeah. Um, I think Greece is a fantastic suggestion, and I always remember because. Um, Playing the same theater Star Trek the Motion Picture opened in, sure. and it had that great animated credit sequence that I always liked to the Frankie Valley song. You know? <laughs> uh, but um, mean, I almost feel girls. if ever a week called for an after-school special, yeah. because you know, <laughs> safe at any speed. <laughs> you know, it's such a the after-school specials often dealt with the high school angst. Angst. Yes. You know that, that that this would be the week of the high school special. <laughs> um, the but outsiders. maybe that's. Stand oh, yeah. and deliver. Yeah. I love American Greece. Pie. Class of '84. Class of <laughs> three o'clock high. Yeah. I still love Greece. I'm kind of with you. Uh, Greece yeah. is good. Greece is the and word, it, man. And it takes place over an entire school year. Yeah. Um, it's you know. And it had John Travolta of Welcome Back Cotter fame, the ultimate high school <laughs> no TV show. No one remembers what Welcome Back Cotter was. I remember. I do. It if took you... place in Brooklyn. Oh, oh Mr. Cutter! Oh, oh, oh. Mr. Cutter! I got a See? note. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you can't oh, be yeah. an athlete. Epstein's mother. Right? <laughs> if you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. That's yeah. Right. Up your nose yeah, with a rubber hose. Yeah, I hear your mom was rotten to the core, but great to the infantry. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Next, oh. next week on Welcome Back Cotter Week. Yes. <laughs> no, we're Gabe doing a whole Kaplan podcast. Week. We're going to have three <laughs> listeners. Oh, my goodness. Gabe Kaplan is dead. The Welcome Back Gabe podcast. Kaplan is not dead. He Gabe Kaplan, dead? No. no, Gabe Kaplan is um, left the business an and, and is apparently a huge, huge professional gambler. Professional gambler, yeah. 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 Well, I'll tell you, I had a crush on Marcia Strassman. The wife. She's so your oh kind of girl. God. Oh, my God. She was gorgeous. Yeah, all the girls you dated since I know you, Marcia Strassman. <laughs> yeah, so. I can totally, I can totally see that. I'm not going to tell stories about Marcia Strassman from the sequel to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh. Was she not nice? Um, I'm not going to say. She, oh, she's, a, she's a very lovely woman. Okay, she was. Wow. Okay then. Well, that's depressing. Um, okay. Greece. I think Greece. Sure, I'll, I'll go along with you. That's you fine. Is that word? Because summer loving got you so bad. Summer loving. <laughs> 
the dirtiest movie for kids you've oh ever seen. Oh my god, the fact that that's a PG movie. And you know, it's interesting because uh, it was, I'm sorry, Logan's it, Run. It was <laughs> it was directed by Randall Kleiser, who yeah. also directed the sequel to Honey I Shrunk the Kids. And also oh. went to USC. Yes, yes that's correct. And was George Lucas's roommate. Yes. Oh. So, so many interesting fun facts on the show. I can't keep up. I, who needs IMDb when you have us? <laughs> <laughs> we do. <laughs> Uh, I care. Sometimes. I, you know what? I, I I I got to Warren Stevens before I even had a chance to look up on it on IMDb. Yeah, I sure. Very, I, so still there. Maybe um, we all get to Warren Stevens before we hit IMDb. <laughs> well, look, so Monday, right. Steve. Lucas. Tuesday. Tuesday is uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Wednesday. Heather's. Thursday is Risky Business. And Friday is Grease. Grease. Is the word. Grease. This is a great week. You cannot mm. go wrong it's watching got a little of everything. Like anything. Yeah, this is awesome. And uh, also throw in American Graffiti if you get a chance. Yeah, and Holy the Blackboard and Jungle, and, Bray. and all yeah. of them, and Fast Times and Jungle. everything we name. We'll have another high school and, and Zapped. No, we'll have. <laughs> well, we should have done like the, the ninth grade kid. week, tenth grade week, eleventh. Yeah, we'll break it down no. by grade. Yeah. Uh, there nice. you go. Well, listen, this has been the 430 Movie, and we hope you'll visit our website at 430movie.com, where you can purchase fantastic 430 Movie swag. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 430 Movie Podcast, or on YouTube at the 430 Movie. Also, don't forget to check out our new podcast, Inglorious Trexperts, the ultimate look inside Star Trek, with some of your very favorite 430 Movie hosts and special guests from across the sci-fi universe. If you liked what you heard, please rate us five stars at Apple Podcasts. If not, don't, particularly if you hated my speech about <laughs> anything the state of the social justice in the world right now uh probably I'm went off rate topic us. a little bit uh so on behalf of myself darren Doctorman, steve melching and ashley miller we'd like to thank bill ritter and everyone here at the electric search network for making our show possible and we'll see you next week for an all-new theme week on the 430 movie class dismissed bueller nine bueller. times This episode is brought to you by Encom. Live your life on the grid with the makers of Space Paranoids.